everybody. Welcome back to another Teachers Talk film episode, episode number two. I'm Mitchell Main here with my co-host, Pete Ray. Pete, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Doing well, doing well. It's been a couple days since we recorded the last episode with Spirited Away. Um, what's new? Uh, did you see the maybe, some maybe the biggest movie news of all year came out? Uh, Turning Red on Disney Plus? No, no, no. Way better. <laughs> way better. I have no new, idea what you're referring to. New Puss in Boots movie. Oh, is it a spinoff? <laughs> I have no idea. I just know that there is a new Puss in Boots movie. A Puss is in it, I believe. Um, that's, that's about it. That's as far as I got into the Puss in Boots sequel. Is this a sequel? I don't know. Well, that's pretty rad, but I don't know how rad, considering I didn't know it was a sequel. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. That is cool, though. I love just the Shrek fandom is otherworldly. I like just literally every walk of life enjoys Shrek. So. Yeah, but Puss in Boots, man, like Puss in Boots is not even close to Shrek. What, what's going on with the new Puss in Boots movie? I just can't believe that there is a new Puss in Boots movie coming out. Doesn't it feel like it's kind of like you missed your window? Uh, yeah, you missed it by, I don't know, 10 years? At least 8 to 10, yeah. Like, do kids, kids that are going to go watch that movie, like, our high school kids are the kids that love Shrek. I, I don't... I don't really feel like his 17-year-old's like, yeah, puss in boots. But did you see, um, it was like a week or two ago when Shrek and Shrek 2 went on to Netflix, like they were like, there was like Shrek content in the top 10 from like position 7, 8, 9, and 10. It was like all Shrek stuff. There needs to be some, this is going to be a job in the future, is companies are going to hire people that just are good at making content that can be turned into memes somehow. Cause that like, that's the whole reason that Shrek is like, yeah, everybody loves Shrek because it was a, it was a meme for like forever. And now it's just like the B movie. It's, it's caught on and it's never going away. I love how everybody just loves the B movie. <laughs> just the most random movie. Yeah. Speaking of kids, though, um, last week we closed out our podcast with you and I talking about what we were doing in film. Um, you mentioned how you were starting a sci-fi unit and you're going to watch Dune, um, student choice with the Dune. Um, have you started it? What, how are they receiving it? What, what's going on? So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a two and a half hour movie, so it took us, took us a few days to watch, but... I don't know. I think it's with with every movie in film studies. You're going to have half the class that is like into it and half the class that thinks it's the worst movie ever made. Yeah. And, and that's kind of where I'm at. I've got I've got kids that I, I had a kid say he gave it five out of five stars today. So he think he thinks it's great. And then I have one that said uh, it was the most boring movie she'd ever watched and put her to sleep. So, I, I mean, we're we're on polar opposites here. And 
I'm somewhere in the middle of that having to deal with that, but that's all good. That's how it, how it goes. And now they have to take Dune and then they've got like some options. They got to make some sci-fi stuff. And one of those is to make like their own sci-fi movie and not film it, but just talk about, they have to like make characters for it and design their costumes and make a movie poster. And when you give that freedom to a bunch of freshmen, you get some, some very, very out there ideas to say the least. <laughs> Any ideas that would be um, blockbuster material? Would you watch a movie about a chihuahua that gets that goes to Mars and encounters aliens? It sounds better than the movie we might be addressing today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I also failed to mention, this is very important, the chihuahua rides around on a moose. Yeah, that's rad. I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, that's so meme culture, I mean, that, though, dude. And that's that happens in my class all the time. I don't know about yours. Like when you kind of give kids that freedom, it's just total. Let's let's make a mockery of this of, of everything. And I I kind of I enjoy it honestly. I think it's hilarious because um, they're still getting stuff out of it, but it's just it's funny. Yeah, I dig it. I yeah, that's. That just goes back to what you were saying, though, like just what can draw the most attention without the like any sort of intellectual thought. Just like yeah, you look exactly. at a chihuahua riding a moose. You're like, yeah, that's sick. Like, that's just. Yeah, that's you're like, mean. that's yeah. that's hilarious. Yeah. But I don't have to think about it very much. It's just funny. My favorite thing to do. One of my favorite things to do in film class is strategically plan like when we're going to stop the section of the film because of the time in class yes. now. Yes. So I did that with Truman show. Um, we're finishing it tomorrow. And like, I was talking a little bit at the beginning, debriefing what we had watched. Um, and I was like, okay, so if I talk for this amount of time, I'm going to be able to pause it right as they see Truman trying to escape. See yes. at the end. And then so I, I like pause it. And I'm like, I think that's a good stopping point. And like one class was like mad, dude. They like got up. They're like, no, no. Yeah. And then the other class was like, it was at the end of the day. And like I said the same thing and they were just like, eh. <laughs> okay. Two things there that are very important. Number one, I did this uh, last semester. We were watching gravity. We actually did it for the same unit. We were doing sci-fi and they picked gravity. And there's a scene in Gravity. Have you seen it? Yeah, mediocre. Yeah, a lot of kids didn't like it, but I, I enjoy it. I don't know. Um, but there's that scene where she has to like launch herself out of a spaceship or something. It's toward kind of towards the end. And she's counting down and she's like five, four. And she got to one and I paused it. And yeah, you would have thought that the room was on fire just pain and agony um because yeah they wanted to they wanted to see it and the second thing do you not love using the same jokes over and over again every day dude i do that literally every day and i have kids like who take modern lit with me and film studies so like they have me multiple times a day 
and like I'll say the same joke and like they look at me like man you're working on a script here and I'm just <laughs> and it's funny though just to see their different reactions like some classes will think it's hilarious and then some will really humble me and just stare at me like I'm just an idiot it's great yeah <laughs> I do that we watch uh because we watch Romeo and Juliet every year mm-hmm. we watch the movie we watched the 1968 version so it's super old and good choice though yeah and it's not bad but there's some there's some just really kind of weird i mean it's an older movie so there's some weird parts in it and i have made the same jokes for five years straight because i know they work so i, I mean i'm not i i know when to pause the movie i know when to say the joke and i know it's gonna get the laugh it's it's unfair really it's too easy dude I was literally doing that today in um, The Great Gatsby. We're reading chapter seven um, where all the craziness goes down. And like, I was like hosting Gatsby and Tom and their whole little debacle and like making jokes about it. And like, I was like, these are jokes that I've been using since student teaching. (laughs) And it worked. So it's like, I'm hanging on to them. And yeah, without fail, some are always going to make them laugh. Some are a little, a little out there and like, you'll get like, the one or two kids who laugh. Yep. But then sometimes they're just utter failures, but those are always good learning experiences for sure. Those are the one you remember the most though, when yeah. it's silent and it's just <laughs> like, Oh, okay. That was a bad one. Yep. <laughs> Speaking well, of let's kids, do, though, uh, yeah. go ahead. No, no, you're good. Go. I was going to, did you see this Orbeez challenge that's been taken over the high school and middle school arena? So I, I haven't I haven't physically seen anything, um, but in actually my eighth hour today, kids were talking about it. They were mentioning Orbeez guns. I had the question asked to me, do you think you'd get in trouble if I brought an Orbeez gun to school? And I I said it kind of depends on what you do with that. Um, so, yes, I think it's it's starting to seep its way into into my life. What about yours? Uh, I knew nothing about it. Um, mind you, I teach primarily juniors and seniors. Um, I knew nothing about it until I was reading an NPR article about how kids in Georgia and Florida are like getting hurt. Hurts you're used loosely there. Um, but like they're basically just taking these Orbeez that are meant to be like a fun little squishy water ball type thing and using them as like ammunition like and put them in airsoft guns and things um but yeah i didn't know it was this thing it is seem it seems that it's a rising viral challenge thingamajig um but it made me start to think about how how the viral challenge and the social media storm has changed from when i graduated in 2013 to what kids are doing now we saw the devious licks first semester which was terrible um i I lost my computer mouse and i thought i was a victim of a devious lick but it was just in my bag (laughs) oh man that's good but don't you you remember like the innocent ones like like my favorite was the planking dude i loved planking (laughs) oh my gosh dude my this is this makes me feel a little old which we're not old but i think the first vine that i made was me in random spots planking um 
And it was not funny at all, but man, I loved making it. It was, it was funny to me at the time. Dude, it was light. It was stupid. There was no real intent. Like no you harm. Just, yeah. You would just be reading in class and like, Oh, I'm going to just start planking on this desk. And your teacher's looking at you like, what are you doing? <laughs> it, it's, you know, that's something I feel like uh, this generation of kids should be all about with how stupid it is uh, and just pointless and means absolutely nothing. Just go ahead and plank on like, I don't even know anything. The lunch table. It's like, I was. Let's yeah, bring planking back. Let's do it. Let's start the movement right now. Hashtag the plank is back. Yeah, I, we can we can do better than that, but yes, something yeah. along those lines. That was just off the top, off the top. Yeah, quote me, don't. Quote All right, me. we'll think about it. <laughs> uh, were there any viral moments other than planking that stood out to you? Definitely. Oh, okay. Here's a story. I'll I'll make this quick because it's a weird one. In high school, when we were in high school, the Harlem Shake. Oh. <laughs> huge okay yes. for the for our, our listeners of none who don't know what <laughs> it, the harlem shake is this song plays for what 20 seconds and halfway through the song the song just goes absolutely insane and you do the same thing so there'd be like a group of people doing absolutely nothing standing there still and then when the song changes you're all of a sudden in a costume or you're laying down or maybe you're planking you're planking um and you you just go absolutely insane and i remember at my high school we made one of those and then i got hypnotized you ever been hypnotized um just by that plies song i think it's plies you know what song i'm talking about i do not you got me so hypnotized oh yeah that helps (laughs) it's got like akon (laughs) I don't know. Keep going. All right, that, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Anyways, I'll save the whole hypnotism story for another time, but I got hypnotized. And while I was hypnotized in front of my entire high school, I did the Harlem Shake alone by myself <laughs> while hypnotized. It was it was weird. It was crazy. And you were so legitimately be, hypnotized? Yes, man. I believe in it now. It happened. Because I don't believe in it. And I, yeah, I never have. It's real. Hearing it from you makes it sound a little more valid. It, who and did I'm it? Not Just the, some uh, random Joe or what? It was this guy. And um, I'd actually seen him do it before at like this conference or something that we went to as a high school. And then he showed up at one of our assemblies and I knew what he was going to do. So I did it in the crowd. I was in the crowd and he just he calls all these people up on stage and he tells you, like all these things you have to do you have to like relax your body and he like literally starts at your toes and goes all the way to your head to relax your body and then i don't know he like snaps his fingers or something does something and you're just bang you're hypnotized so i was doing that in in the crowd and then there's a point in his spiel where he says if anybody in the crowd is hypnotized you're going to come up here playing an instrument and you're going to stare at the back of my head. And he did it. He like snapped his fingers and I got up and I played the drums up onto the stage. And 
I, I can I cannot keep a straight face ever. Any joke I make, I laugh at immediately. I got up there and I stared through the back of this guy's head like I just watched a, a I don't know, a, a disturbing movie. My my face did not did not move. It was weird. It was weird. Believe it, man. It's real. That's the I'm not I'm not weird about anything but hypnotism. I believe in it. But like he, but you were the one. So this was like a school assembly. Yes. And you were the one person in the whole entire gymnasium or whatever that was hypnotized. No, multiple people. No. So he, yeah, he asked for volunteers at the beginning. So there's probably 15 people on the stage and he's actively trying to hypnotize them. But at the same time, if you just do the things that he tells them to do sitting in your chair in the audience, you you can do it. So at one point he like looks, it's so weird. He was looking in people's eyes and he could just tell they weren't hypnotized. So he was like, get out of here. You're off the stage. So he would kick them off. And then suddenly there's eight people on stage. And then I was not the only person in the crowd to do it. I bet maybe five or six of us went up there and then we were all hypnotized. There's a video somewhere. Might have to dig deep in the Facebook archives, but it's out there somewhere. Yeah, when we find that video, we will um, post it to the not yet born Instagram account for Teachers Talk Film. Um, yes, yeah, I'd like to see it. I think I need video evidence. Um, this this story seems rather outlandish, and um, it is. I, I agree, it is outlandish, but a hundred percent true. Okay, okay, I'll take your word for it for now, but I will want that video evidence. <laughs> All right, what about you? Viral moments um, as a teacher or a student. I th- well, I think I was, Harlem Shake was a big one. Um, we were a very big basketball school. And so, like, during timeouts or things like that, like, our fan section would do the Harlem Shake. And, like, without fail, back in 2011, like, no matter your clientele or wherever you're at, if you do the Harlem Shake, things are going to get wild. And things oh, are yeah. wild. Um and so, yeah, that was just the perfect energy booster uh, that we needed during like timeouts and Harlem Shake, baby. That was the big one. Um, thinking about basketball, too, I can see through your microphone on the other side. You've got a TV. Um, it looks like you're watching some March Madness. Am I correct? You are correct. I, I figured we w- would probably need to talk about some March Madness. Did you uh, did you complete a bracket? I did. I did one with the school. Um, I'm trying to keep it very low key this year with my sports consumption. Um, Like we were talking about before we started recording Um, sports back in the day would control my life, specifically the Denver Nuggets. Um, Yeah, literally arranged my whole schedule when I was going to run, go on a date with my wife or whatever, according to when the Nuggets play. And so I'm trying to lay low a little bit on all sports, um, but I did make a bracket. I have not watched one college game all year. Um, and so when that's I was, how, that's how to do it. Yeah, dude, I was just looking and I was like, okay, like I have some, like I have a decent amount of knowledge about like what schools are basketball schools. And of course, and all that, like the Kentuckys are probably going to make it past the first round and things like that. But um, the one that was standing out to me, 
was Houston, man. Um, I think they're the fourth or fifth seed. Um, I got them winning it all. Like, and I got, I have no number one seeds in my final four. It's like Houston, Providence, um, I think Purdue, and then someone else. But I'll never choose Gonzaga. I've learned that um, no matter how good they're looking or whatever I hear, I will never choose them to make it far. Um, but yeah, when I was just doing my bracket, I was like, okay, I always put too much thought into it. So I was like, I'm not going to do that this time. But then Houston was the one that just popped out of the screen. So that's what I went with. And we'll see if I'm rewarded. Probably not. But what did you do? Yeah, I think uh, the mindset of filling out a bracket is the same for me every year. It's I, I like I watch sports. I watch them a ton. I don't watch a lot of college basketball. So when I fill out my bracket, I'm like, I, I probably really don't know what I'm doing. But the second I hit enter on that bracket, I'm like, this thing is looking great. <laughs> and you know what? I picked the 15 over the two, and I'm going to root for that game unbelievably hard. And if they lose, I'm going to be a little mad at myself, even though moments before I was just saying, I don't know what I'm doing. Who was the two seed that you ousted? I don't think I did that this year. It was just just an example. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could not tell you. I, I know I actually did the opposite of you because I'm I like you said, Gonzaga always messes up. Mm-hmm. I said this year is the year they're going to get it done. Pick them to win it. I believe against Arizona because Arizona, I don't know. They always make it far. And I'm going to Arizona, so why not? There's a there's a real irrational reason to pick them, which is what brackets are made for. They're not made for your like your dog to sniff over the team logo and just choose that. It's <laughs> uh yeah, what I don't know. March madness, it it is exactly that. It is madness. Um, and you never it's... know. No, honestly, I'm, I'm just proud of myself that I only made one bracket, not seven. And then you're you're checking every game and you're like, oh, I'm rooting for bracket number three because it's really good right now. But I got a bad winner, so it's probably not going to be good in the end. I'm, I'm glad I made one. I can check it every once in a while. I won't go too crazy. You blow like $100 and you're basically <laughs> just betting against yourself because each bracket contradicts the other ones that you've made. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We'll see what happens. I did see uh, CSU already lost. I was kind of disappointed about that. Um, well, I was disappointed as well because they were playing my my rival school, being a diehard Ohio State fan. I won't even mention the school that they were playing because we, we don't want to say any dirty words on here. So, yeah. yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, we'll see. They had a promising season. I. I think I had them go into like the sweet 16, but I don't know. Colorado colleges, you just, you never really hear about them going far. Yeah. Yeah. Well, do you want to get into this movie? I think we should. I think right. we should. Going to be quite, quite a different talk from the last time, but yeah, that's we were, good. We were saying we don't know how long this one will be, and that's totally okay. Um, But we did mention it last pod. 
um, we watched The Atom Project. Um, the Atom Project is a newly released film on Netflix. Um, the synopsis states, quote, after accidentally crash landing in 2022, time traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12 year old self for a mission to save the future. This is a 2022 release, like I said, um, straight to Netflix film directed by Sean Levy. Um, Pete, Mr. Ray, what was what's what's your initial impression of this film? My initial impression is that it was. It was a Netflix movie, if that makes sense. This is such a Netflix movie that it, it, it just fit perfectly. It was, it was almost exactly what I expected it to be. So those are my initial thoughts, exactly what I expected it to be. I would actually say, because I have such low expectations for straight to Netflix movies, mm-hmm. And just watching the trailer for this one and kind of knowing what it was going to be about, I would say I probably liked it a little bit more than I thought I would because, yeah, low expectations going in. Um, and I definitely have more thoughts, but what are your your initial thinkings? Yeah, so I uh, I watched this one last night with my wife, and as the movie ended and the credits rolled, I said, not good. Um, That doesn't mean it's absolute trash, but it's not good. Um, And my wife said the exact same thing that you just said. It's it's a Netflix movie. Um, And going into it, I didn't have any high expectations for this film. Um, This is a spring break Tuesday nine o'clock in the morning movie that you're just using to uh, wake up a little bit Um, you're not going to get much out of it in terms of like themes that resonate with you I did like some parts Um, overall it was not good um, but I could have done many many things that would have been worse with my time Um, this was one of those, yeah, this was one of those movies where you look at it and you can tell where the money went. Um, and that went to <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo and Gardner as the mother role. Um, yeah. And which isn't a bad thing. Like, of course, Netflix is obviously the biggest streaming platform and you're going to get people to watch that film when you have those names. Um but I felt like other things were lacking. Um, it was okay. It was fine. Um, I'm going to just dive into some of the nuts and bolts of it. Um, one Do thing it. I like, I, I don't know if I liked, I couldn't tell what this movie was trying to be for quite a while. Um, it felt very YA for a little bit. Um, but then it yeah. also felt like it was, trying to dive into more serious topics with like um trauma and things like that um i couldn't tell like what what vein this film wanted to really immerse itself in i feel like it was trying to do too much in too many parts um but i mean 
aside from that, there were some cool moments. I, I have to say, I think the coolest moment or moments were any of the moments where Ryan Reynolds was using his lightsaber thing. Like that was pretty sick. Um, but yeah, what do you think? I think. Where do I want to go? Where do I want to go? You know what? Let's jump right to the ending. Cause I'm having a tough time deciding if this is a cool moment or not. The bullet no, exactly. shot. Before you even say, I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> go ahead. I can't decide if that is one of the dumbest, dumbest things I've seen as an ending to a movie, or if it's like, you know what? That that was interesting. I I kind of like how that happened. And I am stuck in between both of those things. The bullet comes out in slow-mo. The second she thought it, she shot it, I knew exactly what it was going to do. But I, I, I kind of liked it at the same time. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts there with the bullet? Yeah, that, that's the moment where um, Sorian basically shoots her younger self. And then her younger self is then just flown into like, basically the the nucleus of the whole time traveling operation her terribly um, de-aged younger self dude that was might have been the worst part of the whole movie i was so like, bad how does this pass was, so oh, bad you know what it, it reminded me of the tupac hologram from coachella in like 2012 yep i yeah i was like this this past inspection i that blew my mind alone she looks like a, a wax figure that was dipped into like a bat of sweat it just looks so bad that alone almost made me want to stop it um <laughs> and that's really critical but i was like oh my gosh like we're in 2022 and i don't like computer editing a whole lot with film me either um but like when you're going to do it and who are we to say like we're just two teachers right <laughs> but like it was obvious like that that was manufactured and it, it didn't feel authentic um as well as that scene that whole scene kind of felt inauthentic too like there was this huge buildup um with this whole fight scene and uh like yeah she basically shoots her younger self and then it just ends like it's just quick Nothing really yeah. comes of it. Uh, I thought, is her name Maya? Maya Sorian? Yeah. Well, I know her last name. I don't even know her first name because I do not care about her in any way. Yeah. And that's a problem because she's the main, yeah. she's the main antagonist. And she has like no like true clear cut motivation. It's like, okay, it's obviously a power thing or like a greed thing. But, like, what is she going to do with the time travel? Does she have intentions of, like, creating a, a dystopian world that's going to benefit her company or something? Like, that was unclear. I thought that was very, that was lazy writing. Um, just like, yeah, there's this other chick who is, wants to take the time travel. We're not going to tell you what for, but she's there. So just pay attention to her. Um, I thought I think that, go ahead. Part of, part of that is because we spent all of three minutes in the future <laughs> like we, we it's like this futuristic cool movie and oh we're gonna be in 2022 for basically the entire 
entire movie. And yeah, we have no idea what's going on in, in the world in the future, really. Yeah, that it was very uh, unclear. I was like, okay, like, why am I supposed to hate this girl exactly? <laughs> like, isn't she doing the same thing that their dad is doing? Um, so, like, what is her intention? I also thought her costume design with that little, uh, like, that black cape or whatever she was wearing, that black jacket. It yeah. felt very cheap. Um, I, yeah, I just couldn't get behind the the antagonist side of the story. Um, the CGI and with her character was not good. Um, bad, 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 bad. Yeah. When you started your whole little spiel, I thought you were going to talk about um, the scene at the end where they all, where it's young Adam ryan reynolds and mark ruffalo where they're playing catch yeah in one breath i was like oh that's kind of cute and then in the other i was like man this is corny (laughs) Um, okay Uh, here's what i'll say about that maybe the corniest cheesiest way for that to happen but at the same at the same in fact have you seen walk hard the dewey cox story yeah oh of course I love great that. great bit in that in that movie about having a catch with your dad because he's got <laughs> 80 kids and he's he's trying to have a catch with all of them uh so that that's really all I could think about during during that scene was was Dewey Cox throwing it around with his pet chimpanzee and yeah his his many many kids at this at the same time I <laughs> I, t- I totally see why they did it. That that may pull on the heartstrings a little bit, for sure. Yeah, I think I would have liked the scene more if I had the Dewey Cox film in the back of my head, though. <laughs> yes, <laughs> my brain did not go there, and I wish it did. Um, it was it was a nice touch. I think like it wasn't anything that didn't fit the just the trajectory of the film. Like there were some corny moments before that led up yeah. to it. like if that was the standalone corny moment corny moment that would be kind of weird um i thought it was cute for what it's worth um it was again very predictable you when that ball gets not caught in the glove it's like all right they're gone when he comes back for, for sure yeah and just the way young adam threw that ball like not even close to the dad like <laughs> just he, I, like pivoted I re- like a whole 90 degrees <laughs> I rewound it. I rewound that part and that part only because the throw was so bad. He threw it maybe two feet in front of him and it, it was gone. That, yeah. Um, that scene, along with the baseball glove that Ryan Reynolds grabs, I don't know if that's supposed to be like an old glove, but it looks very new, like they had just bought it from the Walmart discount section five minutes before shoot. Maybe ran it over with a car a few times or something. Yeah, but yeah, it that kind of just goes back to just the overall design of the movie. Um, but I mean, like I said, if it's a YA film, I don't think 12-year-olds are going to be paying attention to that kind of thing. I think it's it'll be appreciated. Um, it'll It's number one on Netflix right now. And it probably will be for a couple more days. Um, but, you know, and yep. Netflix will drop another movie and <laughs> that will take over. And the Adam Project will be shortly lived, I think. Yeah, I do think 
just to maybe talk about some positives. I do think if you were to sit down and watch this with like your family and you do have kids, everyone's going to enjoy it uh, uh, at least a little bit. Like, I think it does set out what it, what it wants to do, but yeah, it, I, it definitely could have been much, much better. Yeah. And I agree. And I don't want to just, just absolutely roast this film. Like I've seen many, many more films that are just terrible. This isn't a terrible movie. It's, it's fine. Um, yeah. If I'm watching this with like a young cousin or something like that, or like if I had a, a child, like watching it with them would be cool. I do think there's a lot of things that they could pull, especially from the younger Adam character. Um, I did like his development a bit. He sort of started out as um, this meek, uh, really just kind of a jerk uh, to his mom. Annoying. Yeah, and a very annoying. He thinks he like has those punchlines where like he has to feel like he he ones up everything that someone says. Um, and he starts out but like they, that. I also think they they did a good job where he's annoying, but uh, I still kind of liked him. Like, I kind of liked some of the jokes he was saying. He, he was okay. You're rooting for him, for sure. Yeah. And then you gain a sense of admiration for him as he begins to mature within his own self, um, which he matured then through the mentorship of his, of his older self in Ryan Reynolds. I thought that was a cool touch. Um, yeah, I did like that scene at the end where – he goes and he hugs his mom and she's like, Oh, I thought you were, yeah. someone was mugging me. Like it was a cheesy scene, but I loved it. Um, that was a good, yeah. good moment. Um, I thought, yeah, that was probably one of my bigger takeaways. Um, I think one of my favorite shots in the film was in the first act, right? When um, older Adam comes to he basically like he jumps through the wormhole like we saw in the opening sequence and then he lands in 2022 and there's that shot where it's like I described it as it's like fire rain coming down and young Adam sees what's going on and he's like looking up and the camera's panning around in 360 degrees while the fire rain is coming down on him I thought that was cool a lot of the shots were really cool I did like the sort of the naturalistic feel like when they're hiding out on that little that beach cabin thing all of that those visuals were really cool um, that was a cool spot yeah i wish they would have um done a little bit more with that like sort of imagery i thought that was cool and i think they did do a lot but um that was cool the love interest character was a nice touch it provided some motivation for older ryan um, there was one scene that I wanted to talk about and it's the scene where older Adam and younger Adam are like walking around and they're at the park and younger Adam gets bullied. Um, do you remember like the catchphrase that they say to each other? Is this a little talk that they have between themselves? Yeah. Like right before younger Adam gets beat up essentially. I just remember the talk, like, hey, you need to look this kid in the eye like you're actually going to fight him. Yeah, and then he says something to the likes of, go smoke this banana. <laughs> no, he does not. 
Dude, he does. Yes. <laughs> okay, keep going with that because I'm gonna I'm gonna talk something about that line right there that that you just mentioned. So keep going, but I got something to say. He says that. He says like he's like, and then later on, um, they're like doing something. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. And there's a moment where like younger Adam, like in the second or third act, says like let's smoke this banana or he's like you want me to smoke this banana dude i'm serious <laughs> okay i no, I, be, I believe you i just don't remember it and i can't believe that it's a real line yeah i wrote it down because i was just perplexed wow um that line kind of brings me to a big point that i would like to make and that is that i i have i have a an ailment i have a disease and that disease is ryan reynolds fatigue elaborate i i did we see deadpool together that was a long time ago but i feel like we might have seen it together yeah we saw the first one together i went into deadpool thinking like oh my god this is gonna be middle school humor and not funny and terrible and i was amazingly surprised because i thought that movie was hilarious i love deadpool deadpool 2 was great as well and ryan reynolds was perfect in it made great jokes was just he was he's a great deadpool agreed every movie that ryan reynolds has made since then he is playing deadpool just as a different character in a different movie he makes really dumb cheesy jokes talking about smoking bananas (laughs) <laughs> he is over the top uh, himself, and I, I cannot. It's all I notice in his movies anymore. Is that that's who he is? I haven't even seen. Have you seen Free Guy? I have. Yes. Is he like that in that movie? I haven't even seen it, but I a hundred percent know that that's the character he plays. You are right. Yes. Okay. Um, thank you. Yeah. Good. <laughs> I, I just. Uh, like uh i've seen another netflix movie red notice he plays the exact same character he's like the the comedy kind of joking guy and i i i'm done with it i and i used to love it in deadpool but it's he's done it in so many movies that i i've grown very tired of it and this was another example of that for sure it's like what our students think when we say the same joke over and over and over again, and they just get sick of it, but we love it. Um, that's what we're experiencing with the Ryan Reynolds uh, films that he is in. What is your favorite, outside of Deadpool, what is your favorite Ryan Reynolds film? I'm trying to run through them right now. Yeah, I have um, I'm trying to think what, what else has been good besides the Deadpools. what else has he been in well there's only one other one that i can think of and so that's where i was going um but just friends is i well not green lantern i hope because the, that's not up there with the good movies no 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 it's just friends have you seen just friends i've not seen just friends don't even know what it's about he's like the nerdy high school kid but then he grows up to be like a successful businessman trying to win back his love from high school that he had a crush on. Have not seen it. Very light, very funny movie. Rom-com. Okay. Rom-com. All right. Maybe I'll check it out. 
It's worth it. It's it's um pre Deadpool Reynolds. Okay. And so it would yeah, be so interesting that... to see how it how his like sort of trajectory changed from that to Deadpool because he's kind of pigeonholed to be like this Deadpool character, like you said. Yeah. So th- that that was my main thought even going into this movie. I was like, please don't be that guy. And it wasn't it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. He like he actually did have some heart to him. And like I, I cared about him a little bit and he didn't make a ridiculous amount of cheesy jokes. So I guess maybe I'm taking my anger out on the Adam Project because of Red Notice. But <laughs> that 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 was my kind of main thought with Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Yeah. Red Notice. That was a Netflix movie, too. Right. Yeah. And that, yeah, I never saw that one. Um, it was very popular for a decent amount of time, actually. Um, yeah, I had I a, don't hear a, anything about it. A ton of my students talking about it, uh, like in class, and uh, so I mean, it's. I think that's Netflix's game is it gets popular for yeah a bit of time, and then some high school kids watch it, think it's pretty good, and then we move on. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. As long as they continue to add things and if I'm going to if I'm trying to watch a stimulating movie, Netflix is probably like my fourth option. <laughs> um, which isn't bad. I do like Netflix and um obviously it has a chokehold on the streaming platforms. Um Yeah. This is unrelated, but I saw an article and I didn't read the article, so this could be fake news. Um, but they're 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 trying to like hone in on like how many passwords are being shared and things like that. So you can't just borrow oh, your homies Netflix. Well, that's not good because I've never had my own Netflix account. Have you? Yeah, it's like one of the only things that I actually have on my own that you don't share with other people yeah i have netflix criterion collection prime video and hulu no i know we got yeah we got a war with russia and ukraine going on right now pandemic may be winding down maybe not lots of big issues in the in the world if suddenly people are locked out of their netflix accounts and have to pay for it the the entire world is crumbling right crumbling right yeah and those all 10 accounts of the netflix people who have it across the world all <laughs> 10 of them um are going to lose their accounts probably so yeah. something's got to change <laughs> uh i'm trying to think of anything else i had with this movie I, I did like the line when the kid says that's a lightsaber like that was cool um and like you said that lightsaber looked pretty cool i liked that uh i also liked when the people who time traveled died just what it looked like dude yeah like it just looked it looked really cool all the little specks being shot out um and it was like purple and orange and that looked awesome like i really liked that like the looks of those things, that color scheme was really cool. I liked the way that looked. Yeah, they were turned into like cosmic dust, it looked like. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you saw that in the first 
like the first uh, act. It wasn't like right in the beginning, but um, yeah, when the lightsaber is introduced and like older Adam is killing all of them with the lightsaber and they're all going into that dust. I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty sick. Um, there wasn't a whole lot of action in this film, though it felt like it, the, the premise was for an action movie. I felt like there wasn't enough of that. I feel like they could have utilized more of that uh, imagery in those scenes. Yeah, you're right. Because we had that kind of chase scene in the beginning. And then we had the fight scene that we're talking about where the people are dying and the lightsaber comes out. And then we had another chase scene where they're flying and Ryan Reynolds hides in that like Canyon mm-hmm. and then flies away. And then do we have another one till the one at the very end? Well, there's that one right before Ryan Reynolds hides um, where his wife, Laura was like holding them off. Oh, right. She, she was like hiding behind the boulder on the beach, like shooting at them. Um, I thought the dialogue in that scene was a little bit weird. They were like joking with each other while trying to kill each other and shooting them yeah we're um, just buddies here we're just buddies yeah, here yeah we're just buddies here but i'm gonna try to shoot your face off uh <laughs> that was weird but yeah um and then there was that scene and then the one you just mentioned right after that and then i think the end yeah so yeah like four maybe five maximum uh, medium scale fight scenes which I'm not somebody who's going to be just oozing over a fight scene in a film. Um, But I feel like this movie did need a little bit more of that. Um, Yeah, I agree. And to go back to Maya Sorian's intentions and like, why are the, why are her people fighting for her? Like, what are they getting out of it? Like what, what's the intent? I go back to that and I'm just like, why, why is this happening? Yeah, even her little sidekick guy who's with her for most of the movie, he is he is nothing. He, we, we know nothing about him. He is just a guy that is there to kill people. And yeah, we, we know nothing. Yeah, I didn't like that. He had the, the burned face or something. That's kind of much, pretty much all I knew. <laughs> Bird face. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It yeah. Yeah. Uh is there anything else you wanted to add? I'm looking through and I, I'm not finding yeah, anything my, else. I guess I'll just I'll go with my final thoughts and a score for you. How's that? Yeah, go for it, go for it. I would say I like time travel movies, and I thought that this this was an okay time travel movie. Um I obviously have my problems with Ryan Reynolds. Wasn't terrible. Like the looks of some things. Obviously, the the bads almost outweighed the goods. But I would. I mean, I'd say I enjoyed this movie, and I would give it an even. Before I give this score, I feel like I'm really bad at rating middle of the ground movies. I never know mm-hmm. where to put them, but I feel confident in giving this a seventy. I enjoyed it enough. Had some good things, definitely some bad, but yeah, 70. That's where I'm at. What about you? Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I made my thing yesterday. Um, 
every time I do like film reviews and things like that, I'll do my review and then I'll see where others were at. Um, I gave this a 68.5 prior to looking at what others were saying. Um, I wrote a couple takeaways why I gave it a 68. Um, I feel like I mentioned this at the beginning. Um, It felt like pseudo sentimental in areas like um, the whole second act was like young Adam and older Adam talking to each other and older Adam trying to convince younger Adam to like see the good in life and to not be a jerk to your mother and things like that. And while I like that and like, it's obviously you can't argue against that. That's not like a good thing to say. I feel like that was the thing like driving their relationship for a little bit. Um, It also felt I didn't understand why younger Adam had to be with older Adam during this mission. Um, There's the scene where younger about the DNA, man, all about the DNA. Yeah, but he was just like younger Adam was like, hey, can you drop me off first before they like leave? (laughs) And and Ryan Reynolds is like, nope, you're going with me. I need you. Like, but why um come yeah, on so, plot device you're coming with me yeah yeah i was just like okay i guess i'm following along with that um yeah i would have liked a little more action in the narrative um some intent behind sorian's character what was she going to do to the world with time travel did she have people in other realms or other um decades doing things already or what was going on there that would have been some cool intent added um i did like the action scenes i thought the lightsaber was sick um some of those fight scenes yeah like the cosmic dust was really cool um yeah so 68.5 um i looked at the rotten tomatoes right after and i think the critics gave it a 68 and then don't quote me but i think the audience gave it like a 74 79 or 76 one of those something in that ballpark which makes sense it's not a bad movie um but it's not one that i'm gonna rewatch, and it's not one that i'm gonna tell people to watch um so 68.5 um not bad could have spent an hour and a half doing other things um yeah that's where i stand on it all right yeah we're pretty close so i I feel even more confident in my score feel good about it i agree with you though it is hard like when a film like is just very mediocre it's hard to uh score it and kind of like justify your score with that like i gave kimmy a like a 40 something yeah like a kimmy has like kimmy has like a 50 with the audience and like a 91 with the critics really the disparity is pretty strange um but yeah kimmy is not one that i want to do for the podcast i do think it's one you should watch and we could just text about it all right Um, you're up next though for a film um before we get into that uh let's circle back to what are your plans for film studies after spring break? Uh, after the break, one of my 
one of my favorite things that we I, I did last semester, we're going to do again. And that is we're going to take a look at some documentaries. Mm. Documentaries, I feel, is the maybe forgotten genre of movies or films, whatever we want to call them. So we're going to we'll just take a look at some different examples of one. And then what's really cool is I have kids make their own. So I have I have some kids who make a fake like planet earth documentary where you're you're filming each other as if your friend is an animal creeping around the halls of a school (laughs) uh doing random things and then you narrate it which is always pretty funny and then i'll have some kids do i just call it like a day in the life so what's a day in your life look like so it'll just be like random shots from school and things like that and kids usually make some pretty cool cool stuff which which i really like I, i love seeing those yeah so when you do that do you guys does your school provide you like camera and equipment and editing and software and all that stuff yeah so last year when I was like I want to teach film studies we our librarian is awesome she had three cameras already and then they let me buy two more so we've got five cameras we have editing software in in the library that we can use which is nice because it's there. So we really have, that's all you need is a camera and something to edit it on. You you maybe don't even need something to edit it on just a camera, but we've got both those things. So yeah, that that's really nice that I can have kids go and yeah, make their own stuff. And if, I mean, most kids are pretty good at just doing it on their phone, Mm -hmm. which is, which is awesome that we have the technology to, if you want to make a movie, you can literally get up right now and go make a movie. Yeah, I love that. I, I've i always wanted to try to do something like that, more creative, make your own movie type thing. We don't yeah. have any of the, the cameras that you guys do or anything like that. And so I always have like this, like this ethical dilemma in my head and like what's equal, like for so some kids believe it or not, still don't have like the consistent iPhone in their life, which is kind of weird to think about. But yeah, doing that, I think would be really cool. Um, Yeah, that's something I'll have to think about. I'm thinking about um, after break, they're going to do something with the Truman Show. Um, They do have to do one extended writing activity for the entire semester. And so I'm going to have them do that. um, And basically, synthesized thoughts from Truman Show to the Social Dilemma documentary that we watched and kind of find the commonalities between those. But I was thinking, I didn't do this last year or last semester. I think it would be cool to do like a foreign film unit. Yeah, I thought that too. That'd be sweet. Um, And it'd definitely be something that kids haven't seen before. Yeah, so you could just go into it with like, how are films like cultural representations of the world totally totally because if you watch i remember watching uh in that film studies class i took in college we watched breathless you ever seen breathless no it's like famous french old uh i think it's called french new wave cinema Mm -hmm. and i watched it and i despised it i hated it so much because it was just so different than anything i'd seen before so I always use that as an example, like filmmaking is different depending on where you're from, because yeah, it represents 
where it represents where you are from. Right. Yeah. And we, we did the first unit talking about like the different styles of film, like French new wave. And, yeah. Um, like all uh, cinema Novo, which is like from Brazil. Um, but yeah, I think more of a deeper dive into that would be cool. Um, yeah. I would want, ideally, I would want to provide them a list of like different films from different cultures, like a Japanese film or films that you could choose from, or like German expressionism films you could choose from. Um, but then yeah. again, there's the equity issue because not everybody has streaming sites. Um, some YouTube videos are restricted to kids, which I get, but also is kind of problematic for our class yeah because i'll assign like youtube videos like from scenes and like kids will say i couldn't access it right well that's an issue um there's the other thing that that the thing that gets me is uh not being able to show any like rated r things whatsoever uh because there's so many there's so many scenes and so many movies that are rated r that are, t- are totally fine on their own mm-hmm. that I could totally show just regularly. Um, but yeah, not allowed. So that's a, that's one of my biggest things is just trying to find, and there's, there are enough PG 13 and PG movies that we can all partake in. Right. And then with the, with the foreign films, like, a lot of them don't follow the MPAA rating system. So it's, Oh, right. It's like, what judgment do I go under? Cause it's not rated technically. Yeah. Um, but there's nothing bad to it. So yeah. A bunch of different loopholes you got to jump through with that kind of stuff. Yeah. This is great. Uh, insight. If you aren't a teacher to it, the, the million, maybe not million thousands, not hyperbole thousands of things that we, have to think about every day and even just showing a movie is is a a task of its own to figure out what you can show and can't and is this going to upset anybody and yeah exactly yeah we're watching um the illusionist in ap lang this week um have you ever seen that i haven't it's edward norton it's a good movie um but it deals with like sorcery and like it's like a murder mystery type thing. It's PG thirteen, but like there's one person in my class who I know like their parents would appreciate me letting them know that we're watching that. And luckily, I'm close with the family enough to where I just asked them, and they said it was all good. And but it, yeah, it's like those are those little things that you have to think about whenever you're showing something or even doing something, especially in English yeah. class, reading things too. Yeah. Even when we, we watch Romeo and Juliet, everybody knows how it ends. They're, they kill themselves. They die. Uh, and most kids, especially the 68 version, the, the acting's not great. So when they kill themselves, it's, it's almost kind of comical. Right. But I know that there's some kids who are probably watching that like, man, this doesn't sit right with me. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. It's just always it's always in the back of my mind that everyone's got diff- different opinions and perspectives going into it. Uh, yeah, it's hard. And then that, but we also, that's why we need to watch and that's why we exactly. need to these things. So, 
Exactly. Yeah, this that could was be a whole other episode. I was trying to, I was trying to figure out how how do I want to say that that it, it's honestly good for people to see things that pull them out of their comfort zones, but people aren't always aren't always up for that. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right, dude. Well, um, I kind of put you on the spot in the middle of our episode right now. I said we forgot to uh, choose a film for next week. Um, and so, yeah, I gave you a ton of time to think about what you wanted to do. Um, what are your thoughts? We can kind of just brainstorm one right now if you want. Oh, no, I was prepared. I was prepared. Just just like my teacher life, you don't show up to class without some idea of what the heck you're going to do that day. That's right. What does John Wooden say? He says, um, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Yes. Ooh wise quote mr main right there from john wooden not me and also for the record for the record you 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 hinted at the adam project for this episode i i for our audience of none i did not say i wanted to watch this one um we were just debating what we were going to do and we wanted to do something fresh so the adam project came up but um yeah that wasn't all my inner workings of choosing that um, okay, you go. <laughs> Let me talk about that just real quick. I, I realized probably an hour before we started recording what a dumb decision that was. Because uh, the, the basis behind the decision was, hey, this movie's like really popular right now. And if we had people listening <laughs> to this, uh, they would they probably want to hear about this movie because people are talking about it. But the fact that you and I and maybe blood relatives are going to listen to this uh, or wives. Uh, uh, she's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good to know. Um, yeah. So I'll, I'll take the fall for that one. That's uh, that's on me. Bad, bad reasoning there. But when, when it blows up, they'll go back to the Adam Project, TTF Nation. And, and, and then up. like. In a month when I have the courage to tell my students that this is happening, I'm going to say, yeah, you remember that movie, The Adam Project, that you all watched? We talked about that. And that's going to that's gonna pique their interest a little bit. Maybe they come back to this episode and they listen to me right now and they go, Mr. Ray is a genius because he got me to listen. So we'll see with time. We're dropping, we're dropping seeds right now. The tree is going to yes. grow. We're dropping the seeds. We're dropping the seeds. Yes. Um, but hopefully you have a more um, robust and nutritious seed of a film for next week. Um, what, what okay, are you, very, very interesting that you mentioned John Wooden because okay. I figured March Madness, basketball, we've got NBA playoffs, what, maybe two months away? Not even, dude. I think it's like a month, month and a half. Okay, a month away. I'm we liking need, it. I'm liking it. We need maybe a little basketball movie. It is March. Let's go with a little Denzel Washington. Ray Allen, he oh. got game. Have Sold. you seen this movie? I've seen it. I've seen it once um, last summer, actually. Okay. And I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I have never seen this movie. I I imagine I'm going to like it, but I don't want to have too many thoughts before it. I know that the uh, this is Jesus Shuttlesworth, right? 
Correct. Correct. Okay, good. So uh, it's it's bad that I haven't seen this movie. It's March. It's basketball. I need to see this movie. And what better person to talk about it than Mr. Maine, maybe the biggest Nuggets fan in the past, not anymore. In the world still. I'm, I'm taking a <laughs> sabbatical. Um, playoff time, I'm coming back full-fledged. You won't see me. Um, yeah. But, no, He Got Game is a great choice. Um, it is, uh, it's streaming on streaming on Hulu, by the way. It's on Hulu. Okay. When I watched it, it was on HBO. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's, I won't say anything. Um, okay, good. Good. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say coach Carter and I say, we don't need to talk about that. It's a hundred, um, <laughs> end of discussion. That's another one I haven't seen in a long time. So yeah, coach Carter, that'd be good, but no, it's, it's, he got game. Jesus Shuttlesworth. I'm pumped. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Good choice. I put you on the spot and you uh, did not fail. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. All right. Well, do you have any final thoughts for this episode? It's been a good one. It, despite the mediocre film, I've, I've liked the conversation. Yes. We, we spanned many different things and that, that, that's good. That's good. We, we are, we are broad. We are wide ranging. Yeah. So, any final thoughts? Or are you ready to peace out? TTF. I'm ready to peace out, my friend. All right. TTF Nation, until next time, peace out. Peace out. Peace out.